This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. It's been a hard day at work and you're looking forward to when you finally come home, relaxing in front of the TV and scrolling through some TikToks. The never ending stream of viral dances, hilarious political commentary and chaotic but adorable pet videos pulls you through for hours on end. But suddenly one day you come across a new type of video, clothing hauls. Excited people pop up on your For You page displaying their massive haul of anything from dresses to skirts to adorable crop tops. It's all just so cute. And where is everyone getting all these things from? Well, Shein, of course. The never ending style options for anyone, regardless of size is dominating the TikTok universe. And of course, you just want to be involved. After all, there's nothing like some retail therapy to soothe the soul. So you follow their lead. Soon you find yourself typing in the website name or downloading the app and being greeted by a barrage of bright colors, discount codes, and a never ending stream of stylish options. Is this heaven? On top of that, everything you see is outrageously affordable already, and you quickly find that there are brand new options every single day. Before you know it, you've added in so many new items into your cart and you keep logging on after work and it almost becomes a ritual in your life. After all, you have to get those reward points. But did you know that this addictive nature of the Shein app is all by design? That's right. Everything you see before you has been carefully curated by a special algorithm that scans through any and all things all over the internet. Some new fashion style sweeping through social media, it's gonna be on Shein in the next day. While the price is cheap and the styles are plentiful, there's something darker going on in the background. How are they able to crank out this amount of clothing in such a short time? Where are all the designs even coming from? And hold on a sec, is that a swastika necklace? Well, as it turns out, everyone's favorite fast fashion brand has some upsides, but that might all be dismantled when you consider everything else going on behind the scenes. This episode is brought to you by Saks.com. At Saks.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch, find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. First I got this top, so cute. Then I got this dress, so cute. Then I got this dress. Hey besties, and welcome back to my channel. This is adorable. I'm super excited for today's video, like always, but today's video is gonna be super fun because I really love she and I'm always buying so much from them. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to my channel. Hello everyone and welcome to The Corporate Casket. I'm the Illuminati and today we will be exploring the various scandals of the infamous fast fashion company, Shein. What originally started as an online wedding dress company has skyrocketed its way into becoming one of the biggest online retailers in the world. It even out-downloaded Amazon, if you can believe that. But getting new styles at the speed of light and shockingly low cost comes at a price. And unfortunately, it seems like that price is putting workers in danger and horrific working conditions. 
Shein has been one of the most secretive clothing companies in history. It doesn't disclose its revenue information, which has certainly caught the eye of some investigators. If they aren't even saying how much they made, what are they doing to make money in the first place? Of course, they're not very upfront about that either. So in the interest of addressing these questions, journalists and researchers went on the hunt to discover the undercover secrets of Xi'an's labor practices. As Wu Peiyu walks through Guangzhou, China, she discovers factory on factory that has been contracted out by Xi'an to manufacture their clothing. Oddly enough, they were often unregistered and the owners, while making clothes for the massive company, had never actually worked with Xi'an directly. Instead, they tell the journalists that they work for a company called Zotop Business, which just so happens to be run by the same person who founded Xi'an. As orders indiscriminately roll in from the mysterious parent company, they are given just seven days to complete them, often working in 15 hour shifts to get them done in time. This is about half the time allowed by most other companies. Many of the employees are under no contract and one of the factory owners, Chen, tells Sixtone that he absolutely signed nothing to work with the company. He claims he just got orders from a friend. So yeah, there's nothing at all sketchy about that. As he rushes to complete these massive and short-term clothing hauls, he then awaits for this mysterious friend to pay him. Only there's no contract there either. So there's also no guarantee that he or his employees will actually be paid. And this is the way it works in that village. All handshake contracts and makeshift factories run with little regard to labor practices or any type of reporting. Unfortunately, as you might assume, this lack of oversight comes down the hardest on the employees. The group Public Eye was able to run its own investigation through talking to employees, and it's a bizarre story. They decided to send in a researcher, but according to the group, they have no idea what she looks like. To protect her identity and avoid any possibility of her being discovered by the Chinese surveillance, they keep her name and most identifying features completely secret. All they divulge is that she has now been active as a researcher, activist, and trainer for industry employees for approximately 20 years. She began her secret mission in Xi'an Village, the same place Sixtone had investigated just months before. As she walked among the town, she was struck by the facilities themselves. There were massive bags blocking the hallways of each facility, no noticeable fire exits and barred windows on the second floor. There was no safety, no hygienic precautions, and it definitely was not the safe, hygienic, and healthy workplace environment promised in Xi'an's supplier code of conduct. Unfortunately, this was just the beginning of the labor mistreatment that the investigator would find. As she dug a little deeper and found a way to interview some employees, it got so much worse. As it turns out, workers who were mostly migrants from out of the area and came to the budding clothing factory for work were not paid by the hour. Instead, they were to be paid per item of clothing they were able to make. With a company with such a strong emphasis on the fastest fashion physically possible, this type of pay structure was used both as a way to ensure their employees were cranking out new items at lightning speed and ensuring that they were working astronomically long hours, which by the way, they were. The employees interviewed described a horrific schedule that included three different shifts throughout the day. One was from 8 a.m. to 12 p.m., then 1.30 to 5.45, then 7 to 10 or sometimes 10.30. In case you're curious, that type of schedule every day rounds up to about 75 hours per week. Sheehan would give them a day off, but that only came once a month and that's it. So right now you must be thinking to yourself, hey, that doesn't sound really legal. And you'd be 100% right, it's not. Chinese labor laws state that employees can work a maximum of 40 hours. They can do overtime, but it can't be more than 36 hours a month. And they also need a day off every single week. These factories blew every single one of these requirements out of the water. They were requiring 35 hours of overtime a week. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the 
must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Now, remember that Sheehan doesn't directly run the factories, but virtually nothing can convince me that they were unaware that they were being run this way, despite what they may say. In my opinion, if a company is truly committed to ensuring their workers were treated fairly, their factories were safe, and no labor laws were broken, they wouldn't subcontract their manufacturing to unlicensed, uncontracted handshake deals. You would hope that if these people are working well over the legally allowed number of hours that they were at least getting paid. But unfortunately, you would be wrong again. The highest amount most people within the company were getting paid was about $1,500 a month. That's it for working 75 hours a week and only one day off a month. And to reiterate, that is like the highest amount. So I would hate to imagine what the average actually is. So the reality is the secret was out. Terrible working conditions, unlawful hours, and shockingly low pay were the realities of one of the biggest fashion companies in the world. So what were they going to do about it? Well, after the public eye report was released to the public, Sheehan responded by saying, upon learning of the report, we immediately requested a copy. And when we receive and review the report, we will initiate an investigation. Ah, yes, a company investigating themselves. That always turns out so great for everyone involved. That was sarcasm, by the way, in case you couldn't tell. But anyway, I looked everywhere, and I do mean everywhere, to find out if these makeshift, brutal, unsafe factories had been closed. And wouldn't you know, I found nothing. Perhaps this isn't so shocking from a company as secretive as Shein, but it's most certainly disappointing. Now, as the news about labor exploitation spread, TikTok did what it does and started spreading conspiracy theories that workers were now writing help me on the tags of the clothes. I bring this up to let you know that as of right now, that has actually been proven false. So I know there was a trend for a while, as gross as that is to say, where people were looking at their Shein clothes and going, oh my God, it says help me. Apparently those weren't real as far as I can tell. So that's a little spooky, but all right. Unfortunately, I don't have a lot of that good news left for the rest of this episode, because as you might guess, fast fashion comes with more than just one horrific consequence. So we all know about the limited oversight in the Shein factories. Wouldn't you know, overworking employees, speed filling orders, and using makeshift factories lead to poor quality clothing and apparently lead. So you go online and after hours and hours of scrolling through Shein's seemingly endless options, you finally pick some items, throw them in your cart, then wait patiently for them to arrive. On the upside, you only spent about $100 for like 30 different items of clothing. And I may be over-exaggerating, but not by much. Now, unbeknownst to you, you have now brought a drastically high amount of lead into your home. According to a study done by Marketplace, one in five of their sampled Shein, AliExpress, and Zaffle clothing items had found elevated levels of chemicals. This even included the children's and maternity clothes. A jacket that was specifically designed for toddlers from Shein was found to have 20 times the amount of lead that the health department in Canada says is safe for children to be around, let alone wear. And I don't know about you, but risking the health of my brain, kidneys, and so on and so on, isn't really worth it to me for some Shein clothing especially when you consider how horribly it's made. Yeah, fast fashion definitely comes at a price. When you finally get that giant haul in the mail, you can probably expect to get just a couple wears out of that new dress or top before it ends up rotting away in your closet, donated or in a massive landfill. 
Many climate activists have begun to adamantly warn about the dangers of fast fashion. The clothes winding up in landfills and the constant stream of clothing being bought, thrown away, rinse, repeat, and on and on and on is undoubtedly contributing to environmental issues. In fact, the fashion industry all by itself contributes to an astounding 10% of the global pollution and those poorly made clothes are not helping. As you might guess, the material used to build the affordable fashion isn't the best and often contains thousands of particles from plastic. Lovely, right? Now, as we all know by now, plastic isn't exactly degradable. So as Shein continues making billions of dollars, they also continue to pollute the planet. That adorable crop top isn't looking quite so adorable anymore. But hey, this isn't all on the buyer. While it is a good idea to try to buy longer lasting, better made clothing, I completely understand that this is a luxury not available to everyone. Most sustainable fashion brands are not size inclusive and they certainly aren't as light on your wallet either. However, that just gives even more reason that Shein should be doing better. They know they are one of the most inclusive companies out there when it comes to fashion. The absolute bare minimum they should do is make that inclusivity safe for both their customers and the planet. But no, instead their clothes pollute the planet and place their customers at serious health risks. It's more than pollution and harmful chemicals that come from Shein too. It seems the company also has perfected the art of releasing offensive and inappropriate items. Hey, if you create new things on the daily based on algorithms with no additional opinions or any semblance of oversight and creativity, what do you expect? When you open any fashion app or website, you just expect to see the same general things. Graphic t-shirts, cute little necklaces, maybe a ring that will definitely turn your fingers green. You know, the norm. But what you don't expect to see? A swastika. Yet that's exactly what users found when they opened their Shein app in 2021. Just imagine you're scrolling through, looking for some cute and affordable fashion jewelry, and suddenly you come across metal swastika pendant necklace for the low, low price of $2.50. That would absolutely catch my attention for all the wrong reasons, and it definitely caught the attention of thousands of people. Immediately after the necklace was released on the website, Twitter and Instagram alike blew up with confused, disgusted, and angry comments. And while yes, the symbol they used for the necklace was technically supposed to be the original Buddhist symbol, according to Shein, I'm not really sure if that makes it much better. For one, it's pretty widely agreed upon that the symbol shouldn't really be used anymore. Even Japan removed it from their tourism guides after a survey came out that confirmed most people, unfortunately, relate the symbol to Nazis, not Buddhism. All in all, they really should have just known better. Simple as that. After posting the most low value apology on Instagram that I think I've seen in a long time, it just, Like it seriously was like a little tear-faced emoji with the words, sorry, we let you down. Like they eventually moved the piece from their collection. Soon they announced they would create a committee to stop this from happening again. But that apology really didn't do much to soften the blow, especially since the swastika necklace was the second thing they had done that week that was disrespectful to cultures. Earlier in the week, the clothing company decided to place something on their website called Greek carpets. Now, just by the name, that sounds fine, right? Well, small problem. Those Greek carpets were actually Muslim prayer mats that included the Kaaba, which I hope I said that right. The Kaaba is considered the most sacred place by Muslims around the world. Soon enough, the picture of the mats and the explanation that, hey, you just can't steal parts of people's religions, rename it and sell it for profit started to spread like wildfire all over social media. Finally, it caught the company's attention and they apologized and asked the vendor to stop selling to others. While religious and cultural appropriation is definitely nothing new in the fashion industry, the fact that Shein did it twice in one week says a lot. Either they knew it was wrong and didn't care or didn't know and didn't have anyone within the company that would be able to catch it. It's unacceptable as much as I would love to say that they never went and did this again, but they did. And unfortunately it doesn't get better. 
So now here we are in 2021 and Jayana Williams, a 21 year old was casually scrolling through the Shein website to find a cheap phone case as suggested by a few of her friends. But suddenly that scrolling stopped as she came across one of the thousands that were being sold for $1.50. There she found a disturbing image. The black phone case showed art of a black man laying on the ground, hands cuffed around his back with a white chalk outline being drawn around him. Williams was obviously shocked. Immediately she turned to Twitter, posted the image and tagged the company. Later she told Buzzfeed, why would someone at the company even approve that? It rubbed us the wrong way, especially people in the black community. We're really shocked because we put our money into companies like this and it's a big slap in the face. Now, before I get into the absolutely pathetic excuse Sheehan decided to use to argue against the outrage, let me just say something really quick. This is not something to profit off of. The murder of black people in America, especially by police officers, is not a profit tool. It's not a joke. It's not a trend. It's it's not a fucking phone case. It's not something you put on that. It's a serious and longstanding issue and trivializing it by literally putting it up for sale as a trendy phone case is perhaps one of the most vile things I've seen. But now that I've got that out of the way, let's give Sheehan a chance to explain themselves. What exactly did they have to say to explain away their incredibly tone deaf and honestly downright awful action? Well, initially they responded by saying this. You've brought to our attention that the art is being interpreted as racist, which is contrary to its actual meaning. For those we offended, we sincerely apologize. They followed that up by saying that the artwork had been created in reaction to the 2014 murder of Michael Brown to show support for the Black Lives Matter movement. And first things first, just because something was created to show support of a movement doesn't mean you should sell it. Political artwork to open people's eyes is valid, but it's certainly not something that should be used to make a buck, especially not something from a fast fashion company. But they were right about one thing, The artwork had been developed by an artist in 2014 after the murder of Michael Brown by police. An artist named Jean Julien created it and posted it on Instagram. Only they didn't sell it. Not at all shockingly, Sheehan did not get permission from the artist to sell that work. When they were finally made aware of what they did, they immediately responded to tweets saying, they used it without my permission, this is horrible. They then asked the company to donate their sales to Black Lives Matter and you know, what they probably should have done in the first place or just, you know, don't sell stolen art at all. Eventually the company took down the phone case and even admitted to stealing the work. How noble of them. I hope at some point people and companies will learn this lesson. Other people's pain is not your profit. The same goes for culture. It's really not that hard to figure out. Now to make matters worse, they stole the artwork without permission. Something else the company seems to do quite regularly. And before we continue on to talk about how Shein steals from creators as well, let's take a moment to thank today's sponsor. And today we have a very special sponsor because it features the one and only Casper the Friendly Floof, my baby boy, my living cloud, my sweetest bean. Enjoy. Being this adorable all the time is hard work. And one thing that Casper doesn't want to be difficult is his phone plan. Casper has been looking for an affordable cell carrier to help run his business, Bark, a revolutionary new app that lets him bark at neighbors even when he isn't home, just to teach them who's boss at all hours of the day. Now, while most living clouds may just enjoy being lazy all day, this one is a little bit different. See, Casper finds his work to be its own reward, as well as the copious amounts of treats provided by mom. A lot of time in Casper's busy day is spent talking on his cell phone with his associates, so his plan has to be reliable. And while mom may call him stinky, he knows deep down that he should be called the closer. Especially after working with another animal associate, the Mint Fox, to get his cell phone up and running using code Casper at Mint Mobile. Casper was worried that because he doesn't have any thumbs, setting up his Mint Mobile plan might be a bit difficult. 
However, the Mint Fox showed him just how simple it is to get started and how easy it is to maintain his phone once he has his plan too. You can even purchase and activate a plan right on their mobile app, so no thumbs needed. And Casper loves its toe bean compatibility. It's as easy as one, two, sniff. And now Casper is ready to get back on the move with things, like barking at those neighbors and giving grandma a call on his new phone. Big wireless providers forget that all families come in all shapes and sizes, like Fluffball and Grandma. That's why Mint Mobile decided to shake up the wireless industry with their brand new modern family plan. You can also manage your fellow Fluffball and Grandma or whoever you've got on your Mint family plan with their easy to use app. Plus, Mint Mobile's modern family plan lets you mix and match data plans so everyone gets the right amount of data for them. That means Casper won't drain grandma's data while he's developing Bark. Each line starts at just 15 bucks a month and you only need two lines to get started. No matter how big or small your family is, you deserve to save on your wireless service. And with all that money Casper has saved on a new phone plan, he's been able to buy his favorite treats like peanut butter bones. So you can let the money stack up with everything you're saving or you can invest in peanut butter bones. It's your choice really. And you can either save that sweet, sweet cash or again, invest in peanut butter bones. And with Mint Mobile, the more months you buy up front, the more you save, meaning more peanut butter bones. So when Casper isn't being a smelly boy, he's using the reliability of Mint Mobile's network on the go to be able to help him keep up with work while he's out and about. All plans come with unlimited talk and text plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. And that means the many noisy barks he has to offer will always be received loud and clear. Casper is a very busy boy with a very busy schedule. And he knows whenever a neighbor needs to be barked at, he can rely on Mint Mobile to get his voice across. You can even bring your own phone number along with all your existing contacts. And this allows this good boy to stay in touch without the fear of losing all his precious contacts. And Casper knows that he can rely on Mint Mobile to get his voice across too. So to get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, including the modern family plan, make sure you go to mintmobile.com Casper. That's mintmobile.com slash Casper. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash Casper. Whether you call it a fashion faux pas or flat out forgery, fashion retailer Shein has TikTokers talking. Shein ripped off my design. Shein stole your design. Shein has stolen my design. And they stole my design. Do not buy from Shein. Do not. Hashtag Sheehan stole my design has a whopping- I think by now we all know that Sheehan was built on the backs of content creators, influencers, and social media. They paid influencers to try on and do the hauls, threw money at anyone with a big enough following to advertise their clothes, and have most of these people to thank for their $100 billion valuation. But their use of creators and designers goes far beyond just paying people to advertise because it comes from theft too. For three decades, Vanessa Bowman, an artist, has painted beautiful depictions of her stunning town. Her breathtaking artwork and years of work has led to her gaining a relatively large fan base online. It was one of these fans who one day reached out to Vanessa to share some deeply upsetting news. Her art had been stolen and was now for sale on Shein. Upon learning the news, Bowman was shocked and immediately turned to social media to make the world aware of the theft. But Bowman didn't feel comfortable going to lawyers about the issue. She's a relatively small creator after all, and going after a giant fashion business would cost an impossible amount of money and likely cause immeasurable stress. The whole situation seemed a bit helpless. Later, she told The Guardian, "'I was really angry that somebody could just take something I've worked so hard to produce. They obviously don't care. But all I want to do is paint in my studio. I don't wanna get involved with lawyers and could feel myself getting really stressed. It was a bit David and Goliath, and I was completely overwhelmed.'" 
Now, obviously this isn't the first time this has happened and it definitely wouldn't be the last. Sheehan seems to have turned stealing from artists into its own type of art form, going after people that they are well aware will likely not fight back. Another artist, Elora Potrait, which I'm sorry if I said your name wrong, faced the same fate. Working as an illustrator and digital artist in Edinburgh, she had created the purple cityscape design and posted it on Instagram. Soon, she received a message from a fan who informed her that Sheehan had stolen her design and was selling it. Rightfully furious, she sent Sheehan an email. After awaiting for them to respond, she posted her email on her Instagram. Soon, after hundreds of people commented on the post tagging Sheehan, the company reached out to apologize. They agreed to pay her a portion of the profits and for a moment, it seemed like everything would be okay. That is, until they stole her artwork again and plastered it on stickers and prints. And like, seriously? Like not only stealing people's art, but doing it multiple times? According to her, it's happened almost a dozen times. And you know that Sheehan could be better. They could hire their own artists to create unique artwork. It's really not that hard. People do it all the time, pay for art. I know it's, it's insane apparently, but it, that's a whole thing. You can do that. And it's, it's very good to do that. I have a few smaller artists that I pay for commissions for artwork because I just love the way they create. And I don't mind waiting for these beautiful, unique works to come from them. And it's a very special thing. It's something I very much treasure when I get the opportunity to do so. But just hear me out, just not from the person perspective, right? But just from a company, like you're just way less of a shitty company if you, you know, pay your artists. It's just a funny thought. I don't know. Now it's not just art either, but it's clothing designs too. One designer, Mariamo Diallo, went viral on TikTok after posting that both Sheehan and another company called We Wore What stole from her Sincerely Rhea brand. She followed up her video, which showed the two identical dresses with a tweet that read, I'm so over these major brands stealing from black designers. They couldn't even change one thing and it's now one of their highest selling items. They even stole the brand's aesthetic, like, come on. And she's right, the dress was exactly the same. The only thing they changed was the quality, with theirs, not surprisingly, being drastically worse than her original design. While stealing from small creators seems to be their favorite pastime because they usually can do it with little to no consequence, they steal from big companies too. One of which is the legendary Doc Martin. After the boots made a major comeback in recent years, Sheehan decided to not only sell boots that were pretty much blatant counterfeits, but use genuine images of the original boots to quote, entice customers to its website to buy fake copy footwear. They are now being sued by the company along with some other big names, including Levi's. And listen, I get it. Shein is cheap. The clothes are made quickly and they are one of the only inclusive clothing sites on the market right now. It's not at all surprising that the company is catapulted into seemingly impossible to reach success. But as they continue to grow, so do their scandals. They steal from artists more and more. They abuse their employees. They make clothing that is just poor in quality and it can be genuinely dangerous too. Sheehan is a product of an inaccessible industry. They took a problem and solved it. They just do it in the worst way physically possible. And it's not just them that need to do better. It's the fashion industry as a whole, but that is a much larger conversation for a different time. For now, when it comes to Sheehan, we have to wait and see. Will Sheehan ever improve their business model or are they just making way too much money to ever change? Time will tell. But in my opinion, I don't think we're expecting to see any sort of change because people keep buying, not giving a shit about where their clothing comes from, how it's made or what's even in it. So until people start to care, I'm kind of just, almost feels like I'm wasting my breath. I I wish this is something people cared about more because this is such a big deal and it affects everybody. And I just don't really see that, unfortunately. I hope that changes one day though. 
But with all of that being said, those are thoughts, opinions, and the end of today's episode. If you learned something new here today, make sure that you are liking, following, and subscribing so that you can stay up to date on all the latest episodes. I wanna thank you so much for making it to today's episode. I really do appreciate it. And I hope you have a great rest of your weekend. Bye. shows that Chinese fast fashion retailer Shein has become the most downloaded shopping app. Joining us for more on this is Yahoo Finance. That's a really good point. Yeah, exactly. In comparison to all the other retailers like Zara, H&M, even Forever 21, yeah, Shein really does. It's also the most searched retailer as well because... Is it actually good quality? I think that's for anything though now, if you think about (laughs) it, right? Like you could spend... $50 at H&M or Zara, and it, it could be the same type of quality that you spent.